Welcome back. Welcome back to Pop Pinion. Pop Pinion. Scrap. Episode. I want to say 65. 65. Wow. Really just keep guessing them right. I do. Do we I need do. a new bit at some point? No, I like this bit. Because it's genuinely, I, d- I honestly don't remember. Well, I'm hoping everyone heard the crap before I asked. Yeah, because as soon as I went, pop pinions, I was like, oh. Well, because I think it was the last one that you just went, pop pinions, just trying to stall for time. Yeah, because then I try and think, I'm like, oh, that's what I do. That's my bit. That is your bit. It is my bit. Good bit. <laughs> Case, how you doing? <gasps> I'm so tired. No, I'm good. Uh, we were at a concert last night. Not Our- me. No, no, uh, your father and your sister and I, Mm -hmm. and yes, it was our first concert back since the pandemic and we happened to see the glorious sons, which funnily enough, our, was our last concert before the pandemic hit. We went to see them in February, 2020 at Scotiabank arena. And then three weeks later, the whole world shut down. We had no idea when we were at the concert. Like I was telling stories. And I was like, I can't believe it. Like people were passing around joints. Like there were like, like you would not know there was a global pandemic when it all shut down. Anyway, so we went to our first concert and it was amazing and so fun. And I love them and it's good, but I am a little sleepy today. And it also, you also have a story from it. I have a fun story. Okay. So we were, where we were sitting, if you looked at, like we're on a balcony type thing. And if you look down, there was a merch table. So I got everybody settled up there and we had such good service because your sister's in a wheelchair that we had such good service. Like we had like basically VIP treatment. Like it was crazy. They had someone like come with us and take us there and up the elevator. And like, they were just really, really accommodating. It was great. So I was like, I'm going to go run down to the merch table. So dad and Mike could see me, right? It's kind of part of the story. So they could see me. So I stand in line and then there's this couple in front of me. We think it was a couple. We weren't really sure. Anyways, they were really good friends or they're a couple. And so guy and a girl and um, they all of a sudden they're just chatting with me like we're in line. Right. So it's like five, 10 minutes of just chatting, chatting, chatting. He's like, oh, what shirt are you going to get? And I'm like, oh, I think I like the one up there and talking. He's asking where I'm from. He's just like, we're just, yeah, shooting the shit, whatever. Right. Next thing you know, he goes, oh, so which one did you want? And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to get that one. He's like, I'm going to buy it for you. And I was like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. Anyways, he's like, what's your size? So I tell him and then he's like, no, I'm going to buy it for you. So his girlfriend, friend, whatever was like, she's like, he just like he does this when he really likes someone's energy. He just like he's very generous and he likes he likes pay it forward type things. And so I'm so he goes to, you know, do his ordering and I'm thinking it was just like a bit they were doing or whatever. And then he passes me back the shirt I wanted. And I was like, what is happening? So anyway, so then I'm like, we're hugging, we're taking pictures. We're just like, I was obsessed with these two. And I think it was mutual, clearly. Right. So we're all like loving each other. And I think everyone's just excited to be out. So this whole time, like Rob and your, sorry, your dad and your sister are watching, right? They can see everything that's going on. So I get back up to them and they're like, oh, did you know them? I was like, no. They were like, what? You just, you just like, you like, it seemed like you knew them. And I was like, well, I did for like 10 minutes. But anyway, so I got a nice free shirt and that was really sweet. And I mean, my whole night, like, I just thought it was so nice of him. Like, it's like a $40 shirt and it was sweet. $40 for a t-shirt? Yeah. But then they had hoodies that were 50. So I was like, oh, maybe I should have gotten that. <laughs> but then, yeah, so 
then Meg was like, why don't you now go buy like another one? that Because they were actually really good. Like I liked them all. Usually I'm like, mm, I kind of like, you know, but they were all good. So she's like, why don't you go buy one? Because she didn't actually pay for it. But I was like, no, no. I'm going to keep that in the win column and just walk away. Anyways, it was great. It was a really fun night. It was good. But I am a little sleepy. How are you, Jack? Uh, I'm good. I have a week left of school. No. Just feel it like I it only just, have like one assignment left, but it just, just it feels more like relief that it'll be done more than like excitement. Yeah. Well, that's a very fair comment. Like you're right. When you get to this point, everybody gets really burnt out. Right. Everyone needs the nice two week holiday. Yeah. Two weeks. What do you got a month? Yeah. Bad. Maybe not a whole month. It's like my last day is like the 15th and we go back the 10th. So it's pretty much a month. So pretty much a month. 25 days. Good math. One carry. Yeah. Good math. Thank you. Mathematician <laughs> over here. Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah. So yeah, just a little burnt out. Maybe not as high energy as usual, but this is a pretty like easy week. Yeah. I'd say for this. For sure. For sure. There wasn't any like research. It's just really just, yeah, because we're doing a holiday bracket, Christmas bracket, whatever you guys want to call it. So, which I always prefer holiday because I think it's just like, like I've said, I think before on here, it's like for me, Christmas is one day. So if you say Merry Christmas, that's like one day. But I think of this whole season as like, it's like a holiday season. Like you have New Year's and you have, you know, I love Christmas Eve. That's my favorite. And right. So it's like, I don't know. Hanukkah. Yeah. I love it all. Diwali. Love celebrating Kwanzaa. I don't know. I love it all. (laughs) Bring it on. (laughs) It is celebrate I, everyone. <laughs> I, I think I've definitely I think I've always been like a holiday is just a better way to say it because you don't want to be like Merry Christmas and be like someone's like I'm Jewish. Yeah. It's not Most people won't really say anything, but I think it's just it's a safer option because then I know other people would go the other way and say, well, why won't you say Merry Christmas? It's the Christmas season. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, that's someone that just thinks about themselves. Exactly. It's more to the world. There is. There's a whole big world out there. Yeah. Uh, so today we got our top 100 movie challenge, Casablanca, which I watched. Lies. No, I did. Skipped through quite a bit of it. Okay. Pretty easy to follow. All right. And then Inception, impossible to follow. Like, you cannot take your eyes off. You cannot, don't have your phone around. Don't blink. Don't blink. Only have your eyes on that TV screen at all times. And even then, still won't know what's going on. Oh, I still, yeah. No, I'm still like, wait, so what dream are we in right now? Yeah. What level? I, I saw someone online do like a drawing of like the different levels they go to and how long they're at the points. And I'm like, still, still doesn't, doesn't help. No, no. Nope. Uh, so I guess let's start. Oh, and then we're doing... I wrote Christmas movie bracket in my notes because most of them are Christmas. Yeah, no, movies, I know, I know. Yeah, holiday. I like holiday bracket better though. Yeah, holiday movie bracket. I love it. There's a movie that goes pretty far in my bracket. You're gonna be very happy about. Elf, I betcha. No. Oh. But I'm gonna. It's. I'm gonna justify that. It kind of made it as far as it did because there was no other movie. I agreed. I have one side of my bracket. Or there, If you looked at just these movies, what makes it in my top four wouldn't necessarily, if I were to pick, wouldn't make it in my top four. But it's a bracket. So, it's so circumstance. Yeah, because you can't have it. What's the point of it if you're just picking all your favorite movies? Do you know? Like, it yeah. really forces you. Like, I had to call in Lisa 
and one of them I was like I don't know what to do in this situation so we'll talk about it because I was like I don't know like I want both of these movies but I can't have that no no bracket only one winner yep uh so let's start with Casablanca 1942 directed by Michael Curtis and it's about a night nightclub owner in Casablanca during World War II he must decide between his old flame and helping getting help get the Germans off his old flame and her husband. current husband's yeah. tail. Yeah, that's exactly that's that's it. My favorite part. Okay, so it's in black and white, and my favorite part is the way they talk. I think it's just they talk super fast, and they're like, "Okay, we gotta." I don't. I can't do it, but it's just I am obsessed with it. Like I love the old those old movies and the way they talk. It's fun. So I wrote because there wasn't. There isn't like you kind of summed up the movie. That's kind of it. Like there's not really I feel like it's a hard movie to not a hard movie, but it's like I don't know. That's the whole story. Like it's just they're at this, you know, at, at this gin club or whatever. What did they say? The of all I the it gin was cafe of all the gin joints in the towns of the world. She she walks into mine. That's like a famous line he says. Right. Because they were. So Elsa is played by Ingrid Ingrid Ber- Berman. Oh, crap and then rick is played by humphrey bogart and so elsa um goes to rick's like gin joint i guess right and they had had this like love affair in paris previous which we see from a flashback it is bergman yeah bergman okay god she's beautiful and so he arranged like their escape like elsa and rick were gonna like escape together but then he believes she abandoned him and then later she shows up with her husband, Rick Laszlo, and he's this like legendary. Uh, it's Victor. You said Rick Laszlo. Oh, sorry. Victor. And he's like this legendary hero of the French resistance. And so like you said in the thing, like he then has Rick has to decide, is he going to let like them go? And I guess the big question that people always come up with is like, why did she even get on the plane? Like, but she had to escape the Nazis. So she was either going to stay with him, but then how would that work? Or she was going to go with her husband. And so it is pretty sad. Like the ending's pretty, like it's a little heart wrenching. Like she really, they really loved each other. Yeah. And people call this like, like when I looked at the description, it said a romantic drama. And I understand where, where people would get the romance from. Mm -hmm. But like, not that I didn't feel it because obviously they were and it's more of like a past thing and it's reminiscing and I, I just calling it like one of the greatest love stories and then mm-hmm. they don't end up together. I think it's actually pretty cool for like movies overall, but like in terms of love stories, I feel like there's better ones where the ending, at least for the couple themselves is better. Right, right. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but I think it's just always that like sometimes like you can it takes more than just love like right like it would have like she was married like it's kind of like she had an affair and stuff right like it's not yeah well and it's also because she thought her husband was dead right right but yeah i had to escape a concentration camp i know she's in paris having like living her best life anyways so the story was purchased for twenty thousand dollars which i I was like, wow, that's really cheap. But I guess back in like the 40s, that's a lot of money. Um, and it was originally going to be called Everyone Comes to Rick's. I'm like, can you imagine? It wouldn't have that same. That's That sounds like a a, a show, not even a show title. It sounds like an episode title if, of like Cheers. Yeah. Everyone Comes to Rick's. I'm like, what a boring title. 
Um, so I'm glad they did change that. Um, so Bogart, uh, Humphrey Bogart is five foot eight and Ber- Bergman is two inches taller. So they had to do a lot of like, there was some like standing on like, uh, blocks. And when, if they were sitting, he had to sit on like pillows and I was like, oh, that's so sad, but it's good. Why not? Right. It kind of, it just, it worked with them. Yeah. And a lot of what I did read was a lot of the actors in the movie um, were also victims of the war. Like some of them had been in concentration camps and some of them had lost family members in concentration camps. Like there were a lot, they had a whole list and a lot of them had some kind of, were some kind of victim to the war. So I thought that was pretty interesting because they were bringing whatever and they did not think this movie was going to be successful when they released it. Like they were like, I don't know, like it was like a small budget. It was kind of fast, fastly done, I think. Because there isn't really a lot of scenes. Like, they're just kind of yeah, in, the, in a spot. In a spot. And then you have a few flashbacks. And then you have the ending scene with, like, a plane. But it's pretty, like, it's, you know. And then they rushed to get it out because, I guess, because of the nature of everything, like, war-related. They wanted it, like, out yeah. the movie. I think, it's, I think it's also the context of, like, historically when this movie is made is fascinating. Like, to me, not that the movie was boring, but, like, I was just, like... 1942 so like you're making this movie in the middle of a war of Mm -hmm. a world war right and you're talking about the nazis and the french and all the different dynamics that you just kind of put them in casablanca which is like this kind of in-between point it was it just i think it adds a lot more context to the movie because if you just watch it and you're not thinking about what was actually going on Mm -hmm. at the time because if you made this movie now and talked about what was happening then it wouldn't work as well because everyone would think like, okay, well, like we knew what was going on in World War Two. Yeah. But at the time, now it's just this history piece of like, you know what was going on during this time? Mm-hmm. Like, look at this movie and it adds, it almost adds context like as a history lesson to the war. For sure. For sure. No, that's a great point. That's so true, right? Yeah, because you didn't have like TV, like, right? Like they didn't have the same information. <laughs> they didn't have phones and TVs and all this information that's always inundated at us, right? They didn't have that. So it was, it was like a little history. This is what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there's a little love story there. No. Yeah. <laughs> Throw in, sprinkle in some love story. Yeah. And a little like mystery. Yeah. And a little drama. Yeah. Um, this movie premiered in New York City on November 26, 1942. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> um, and it was off the heels of Operation Torch, which is the Allied invasion of north africa which the french had occupied which like you said they rushed to get this movie out and it was because of the publicity of this allied invasion that okay this is a good time to release this almost like propaganda film right right like it's so interesting eh? like if you look at rick like uh humphrey bogart's character like he's like the embodiment of the u.s Mm -hmm. and he's this hero and look at him he's he's this kind of in-between point and he's helping everyone right and that's what makes it propaganda is you can't just make one person look like this like perfect, perfect. all around person <laughs> exactly. which is what he's portrayed as yeah for sure yeah i guess with the checkered with like the past but i feel like the whole like um i almost said entanglement but like the the like cheating on your wife or, yeah. whatever, or cheating on her husband like i feel like people wouldn't really care about that as much like it's not like a yeah taboo thing to do or a taboo maybe thing the, to happen maybe in the 40s though i don't know especially <laughs> if your husband's like 
out in the war and stuff. Oh, I guess it's probably if a woman cheats on her husband, then for sure. Oh, end of the world. Yeah, that's a big no-no. But if a husband cheats on his wife, well, clearly she wasn't doing enough. Right. (laughs) He's kidding, by the way. That's our humor. Silly. I was just gonna. I was just gonna let. No, I know. But people let people think I think that way. No, but you don't. So don't do that. Um, There was a heavily edited version that was released in West Germany. In oh. 1952. Oh my God! Was there anything in it? There, <laughs> everything related to the Nazis was taken out. So I'm pretty sure they just had like that final scene, right? Or like the final line, right? That's so funny. Um, here's looking at you, kid. There's a few, a few. There of those is lines. Some, some really big lines in that movie. But to me, the one has to be. This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Mm. It's such like a. It it does to me just make it a great ending because. First of all, he does make the sacrificial choice of, he like, he chooses to save someone else instead of fulfilling his own needs. Yeah. And then he just gets his friend out of it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, the three, I found the, like, three-act structure of this because even, like, the director himself said, it doesn't, like, I didn't, obviously, it's the 40s, so it's not like you're having these crazy intricate shots, but this was more about the story and how they develop it, and they don't use anything besides the characters and the setting to develop the story mm-hmm. and you have the letters and yeah yeah the letters that's the big one right she wants the letters everybody wants the letters <laughs> um uh i found it interesting the oscars that it won uh outstanding motion picture mm-hmm. because that's it was not best picture yet right it's motion picture um best director best screenplay i feel like those are like three out of the four of the heavy hitters right yeah i don't know if they want more but i just felt like those three were pretty significant for one movie to sweep yeah for sure i agree it's good yeah um wouldn't really watch it again no way you're good yeah you feel like you got the i've watched it a few times so i think i'm good now too but i think everyone should watch it yeah, it's just wa- one of those movies that... watch, watch it once it's it's on uh, all these movies are on here for a reason they yeah. have they S- add some something yeah yeah and again, my takeaway of it will be look at what the world was around it. Right. Even though I guess the war would have been ending. Ending? Um, 44? Did it end of 44? Oh, okay. So 40? Still, I, I don't know. Don't quote of... me on that. Okay. 1944 confirmed. <laughs> no. But yeah, even, even if it's towards the end of a war. Yeah. Like in the middle of World War, World, World war II, one of the greatest movies was ever released. Right. Yeah. That's pretty great. For sure. Like it's. Unless we were dreaming the whole time. <gasps> nice segue, Jack. Um, our second movie is 2010's Inception, directed by Christopher Nolan. Because oh, Christopher. I, I, I don't know if he has a bad movie. Like, no. just watching this made me think, like, like, The Dark Knight Rises is probably my least favorite Christopher Nolan movie. And even that is still, like, it's still okay. Like, yeah. It's still Tom Hardy in that. Right. And this one in particular, I... I think now my debate turns into what is more confusing, this or Memento. Um, ooh, let me see. Let me see. Memento. Memento's not. Yeah, that one di- wasn't as hard to me because it just was going backwards. Like, it's just the way they did it because then they would chop like tack on the scene and then it would get to the end of that scene, but that would really be the beginning of the next. Like. That one I I don't know I that one didn't bother I think this one is more confusing for me, because it's the it's the layers, 
It's the like we have to go down another level. Yeah. So did you do the steal uh, on yeah, it? Yeah. Um, Dom Cobb, a thief that can steal from people's dreams and some con and subconscious, uh, gets a chance at redemption after losing everything to plant an idea in someone's mind to okay. get full immunity or get all of his whatever yeah. his crimes are. Yeah. So this is what I have. So Dom Cobb, like you said, is played by Leonardo DiCaprio. So the opening scene is he wakes up on a beach and he enters the home of a businessman, Mr. Sato. Sato? Yeah. Yeah. And then Arthur, who's played by Tom Hardy, they explain this new dream sharing technology that renders thoughts vulnerable to theft. And then the Sato guy tells Cobb that if he can plant the idea in the mind of his business rival, he can reunite Cobb with his children because he hasn't seen them because they're in the States and he can't go there. So then they get Ellen Page, which is Elliot Page now. I'm not sure, though, like, do we say Elliot Page, even though at the time that was Ellen Page doing I think the it's, acting? I think it's still Elliot. Okay, so Elliot Page that enters in to be the architect. And what they do is they, they make up the dream sequence, like what it looks like and stuff. And then he tells her, like, okay, you can't ever use your own memories to build it. It has to be, like, fresh or whatever. And he explains, like, the totem, which is that spinning top that – that's the object that lets you know if you're dreaming or not and then you have a kick which is your physical jolt that gets you out of your dream then we have robert played by isn't that cillian murphy who is that yeah yeah and so i also want to go back but um robert you said was tom hardy that's joseph gordon lovett arthur is tom hardy no like his like sidekick? Yeah. I thought that was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Tom Hardy's in it and jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So then he... So then this Mr. Sato guy wants to give... Wants to... um Like a... Oh, frick. I can't think of the word. Um... Like a dress rehearsal or like a... Like he wants to see if it's true, if he can do it. So they do the whole train one. And then I guess he goes along with it and then this is where we get into dreams yeah so we go first we're on a plane which he's on the plane to go back to america so he knows if this doesn't work on the plane and they land like he will go to jail like that will he will be done so he knows when he's getting on the plane like he's got to succeed so they get on the plane and then it's the whole van hotel like some of them are in a van some joseph gordon levitt's in the hotel which they those scenes are extraordinary like they're like you have to just see it like you can't even explain it like they're in dream sequence but joseph gordon levitt's trying to like wrap them up and get them to like a elevator so there's gravity and then there's like some of them are in a van sleeping because they're in a dream sequence and it's falling but it's falling in the slowest motion well i think they're all in the van is Joseph Gordon-Levitt there Joseph too? Gordon-Levitt's in the van, but he's getting he's gotten sent down the level to the hotel. To the hotel. I think they're actually... Are they not all in the hotel? Because then Leo's talking to Cillian Murphy. Is that in the hotel? I think so. Because then they they're go at, to the fortress. They're at, a, they're at a bar. They're at a bar. And then they're at a, the fortress with the winter scene. Yeah. Okay. Which is like... The, which was a sequence I forgot about, and it was so cool. It feels like kind of unnecessary, but I'm like... It's kind of cool, though. It's it's almost like this movie feels like an ode to, like, film itself. So, like, yeah. as I was watching that, I'm like, this feels very, like, James Bond-ish. 
Yeah. But if you don't follow the sequence, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a clue. Like if you just kind of came halfway through or if you like, you would have no, or if you say like, if you blink, like you're not going to know what's going on. No, I, I will say I, I rewound a few times to be like, okay, so we're here. And it's almost like then, you need yeah. like a side by side, like a side by side play by play of like where everyone is in terms of the dream sequence. Like how many levels have we gone down? Yeah. So then they're in the fortress and something happens, which I'm not going to say, but something happens and then they're like, it failed, like it didn't work. And that's when Elliot Page's character is like, no, no, we can go down one more time and we can get whatever. So then they end up in the cityscape, which is where Leonardo DiCaprio and his wife had lived for whatever in their dream world for Mm -hmm. like 50 years. And they had built this whole dream, their whole little dream world. But she's not alive She's unalive in this movie. Unalive. She's not. Uh, Mar- yeah, Martine Cotillard. Uh, Mar- Isn't it Marion? Is it Marion? Yeah. Uh, I wrote Martine. I think oh. Martine might have been a tennis player. Yeah, it's Marion. Um, yeah, so she's unalive, but she can haunt his dreams somehow. I'm not really sure about that. But my favorite part of this movie is it's it's all about these them getting to that safe, right? To get the information. And mm-hmm. they have to get like the safe combination and they get to the safe and his Robert's dad is there dying and he's always been very mean to him. But he said there's something really important in the safe that's like the most important thing or whatever. And at the end scene he's just like a disappointment, disappointment. I don't know, something like that. And he's like, I know dad, I'm a disappointment. And then he opens the safe and there's something in there that shows that his dad really like loved him and Mm -hmm. is telling him to stay away from all of this stuff basically right i don't know and then at the end leo's there and his kids turn around we finally actually see them because there's a lot of scenes where we see them from behind and he doesn't want to ever look at their faces and then he sees them and he spins the top which is the indicator if this is a dream or not and it just keeps spinning and then the movie ends so and, it, it and, leaves you. Yeah. And even this, they said in the script, they said, like, cut to black, top is still spinning. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. It, ju- it just leaves it up there of, like, what what does really happen? Which I think you and I have talked about before on the movie Mysteries. And mm-hmm. we both think he's there. I think it just makes me feel better if he's, like, did what he was supposed to do, right? Oh, like that it wasn't a dream? Yeah. You think it's a dream? Um, I. It does wobble a little. It does wobble a little. I think the biggest thing people have gone to is whether or not he's wearing a ring or not, like a wedding oh, ring. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it's when he's not wearing a ring that he's in the real world because mm. she's gone. Right. And I'm pretty sure in that last scene he's not wearing a ring. But again, it's it's Christopher Nolan. He could have he probably knew exactly what he was doing with the ring, but then probably even put it in certain spots where he is in the dream but he still has the ring just to mess with us eh? he really he really does love wouldn't you love though to have a conversation with christopher nolan like i don't even know what i would actually talk to him about but i would just like i'd almost want to be a fly on a wall where he's talking to like steven spielberg and martin scorsese and they all just talk about so i can understand his brain or just it doesn't even have to be famous people just i just want to hear him talk for like half an hour just to like his brain though, like the way, like you look at movies like Interstellar and like, like his, his brain is very fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. A trio of the, 
not three most confusing, but the three most like mind bending movies. Yeah. Inception, Interstellar, and Memento. Right. It is. Yeah, I'm gonna say I think Interstellar. I think Inception is the hardest movie to follow. Interstellar to me is until they like very obviously reveal. Yeah, that is true. It is, but at least you have an answer with Interstellar. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you have a. Well, and Memento, you get, and Memento, you, you do. You have to piece it together, but there is an answer. There is an answer. Inception, there is no answer. There's no answer. It's it's willy nilly that one. And there's like so many layers and you're like, I'm not really sure what's going on. But anyways, it's a great movie. Yeah. I love people, though, that in their way of making fun of it, they call it exposition instead of inception. Oh. Because they take 30 minutes to explain everything, which I think is important for the movie. Because, again, if you if you start the movie 31 minutes in, you're going to oh. be like, what the hell is what happening? What is going on? The world is folding in on itself. <laughs> right? I know. Why are they all laying on the ground <laughs> with like <laughs> with machines around them or whatever? Right? Why is the van falling so slowly? <laughs> I do. Right. I do like the when they talk about dreams and they're talking about well, when you don't remember the beginning of a dream, mm-hmm. you just jump into the middle of the action. I'm like, yeah, you never think about when the dream. I know. Starts. My favorite thing about dreams too is like you know when you're telling somebody about your dream and you're like so is that my house but it really wasn't my house and then so and then my dog ran up the stairs but it wasn't my dog like now it was like a different dog and then they weren't like, actually <laughs> stairs right like it's so funny because it makes sense in your head like you can see it exactly and you know it's your house or you know what it is or your dog or whatever but it's not the dog those people think of so then you have to tell them it's not like what I don't know it's so funny to me I love it do you remember your dreams or you don't dream, eh? No, I do. Um, for the most part, I remember them. I've, I have I have more of like a lot of like reoccurring dreams. Mm. Ooh, let's dive into that after. <laughs> I want to know what they are. Um, I've, I decided during this movie to play a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it should be what the movie is called. And it's dream or cinematic technique. <laughs> right. Because you could chalk this whole movie up to... Okay, is it a dream or is it Christopher Nolan like um, moving the story forward? Right. Which I guess you can also do through the dream, but yeah. the whole time it you could do it like dream or real world. Yeah. But I just always like in my head I was just like, okay, are they dreaming? Is this real life? What's going on? I like, know. how are we moving the story forward? And then it also you can it's like what level are we on? Mm-hmm. How many? How many like times have we dropped through dreams? I think the only time I thought for sure this was happening was when he Leo meets Elliot, Elliot Page. And I was like, oh, OK, so they that's real. But then there was a moment where you're like, OK, maybe that didn't maybe they were in a dream. But we just came in halfway through again. Right. Yeah. When he's getting her to draw stuff and like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then all of a sudden they're on the they're on the ground and there's like mirrors everywhere and there's like stuff. And it's like, OK, so how did she get in the dream though? Cause they never, they, when they met, yeah. Anyways, they, yeah. Cut two. <laughs> There's a lot of cut twos, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. One of my last notes was just the top is still spinning. And to me, it just, I guess it's my peace of mind of it. If I just like think about it too much, cause you could justify it either way, whether 100% it yep. keeps spinning or not. I feel like in my head, I just have to tell myself it's, it's still spinning. And, really, he's in, eh? and he's in a dream because Aww. then I just think it 
just for my head for the story that's devastating and really sad yeah. that he like actually would make that sacrifice and it just doesn't work i know um what else oh hans zimmer soundtrack mm. again it's like one of like oh, hans, we eh? get through like four composers i know um in terms of oscars it was nominated for eight okay uh, these are the ones it was just nominated for. Didn't win. Best Picture, Original Score, Original Screenplay, and Production Design. They did win Cinematography, Visual Effects, Sound Mixing, and Sound Editing. I was gonna say yeah, they got a when those were two separate awards because right. now it's just sound. Yeah, it is. I kind of I feel like I kind of like them separate. I might have said it opposite before, but I feel like they are two different things. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I think. If your job is different, I think each job should be recognized. You shouldn't lump together like people, right? That's not very fair. Mm-hmm. Cinematography, though, 100%. They yeah. have visual effects. Visual effects. There was one in there that they didn't win. I think they probably should have. but uh, Production design? Maybe, yes. Yeah. The other part that's fascinating to me is, so they get nominated for Best Picture, and this is the year the King's Speech won, which I don't really have much argument about. The King's Speech is really good. Yeah, it was a great movie. The part that I found interesting was if you listen back to those eight nominees, is there any categories you find missing? Because I don't hear best director. I don't hear best actor, mm. best supporting, yeah, best actress, like any of those major like five awards. Yeah. Why not director, right? I feel like I, I did look it up because I was like, who did win this year? This was actually a pretty good year. Um, yeah, but still. like I love the King's Speech, but... As far as directing, I mean, it's you're in a house, you're in a stadium, you're in a whatever. But this was like visually, like I don't know, it's uh, interesting, that's for sure. All right, uh, best director nominees: Tom Hooper for the King's Speech, mm-hmm. Darren Aronofsky, mm-hmm. Black Swan, David O. Russell, The Fighter, yep, David Fincher, The Social Network, and Cohen Brothers, True Grit. Mm, those are all good, I eh? yeah. It's one of those like. Could you not just have one more? Could yeah, you not right. just have Christopher Nolan <laughs> in there? You know, just like squeezing another people? Yeah, this is this was a good It's a good year. Good re Oscar one it? day. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Um I think that's Oh, I also do love the optical illusion of the Penrose stairs when they're like walking up. Yeah. You're like, okay, we're walking up, walking up, and oh, okay, it's a just drops. Yeah. And then they have to turn around and then yeah, no, that was really cool. Dream within a dream. Um I also just wrote the wild amount of levels and my level of confusion. Yeah. No, it's very true. It's a very confusing movie, but it's somehow it's entertaining and it's almost like you can't not watch it because you're just like so intrigued with what is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen Tenet yet? No. I feel like it's, it's again, it's a Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. It's in that same, same right. We should watch that though. Let's try and watch it over the holidays. It's probably a little more actiony. I feel like than David, the other ones. Isn't it John David Washington? I love him. And Pat, I think Robert Pattinson. Oh, okay. Is in that? I don't know. I just like him. I just think he's such a good actor. There's something about him. He's on a screen. I just find him. Can't take my eyes off of him. He's. It's like it's. It skipped a generation for (laughs) most people. Loved Denzel, but and I'm not saying it's a bad thing that you like him more. But um, no, I Denzel never did it for me. You know that. Like he's just not my. But I love his son. Like I think. Whatever his son has that he didn't like, he just has something more for me. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our holiday movie bracket. Whoop, whoop. Handmade. I know. I had to hand make it because when I printed it, it was like so tiny and I'm such a big writer. You would be okay with it. You're a small writer, but I'm a big writer. Yeah. I got to say, this was 
the way you made some of the the lines know, to write on. I know, I know, really bad. small. There's a lot of a lot of room. So. I know. I want to make sure it fit on both sides. Um, the only oh, I guess actually that's pretty clear of where. So we're gonna do this as we usually do. You go round by round. Anybody that fills out one side of a bracket, you could fill it out that way. But like, if you're going through it, you can't be like, all right, here's everything in this movie's in the final four because you need yeah. to have context for oh, all. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For How all. do you fill them out? Um, I go like round by round. Like I'll go like f- all the left side, then yeah. the right side, round back and forth. Me too. Me too. Yeah, for sure. All right, top left side. Our first matchup: A Christmas Story and Christmas Vacation. I I know some people will be so disappointed with this, but I'm 100 Christmas Vacation. Yeah, like, hands down. Like I know some people that love A Christmas Story. I I do. I actually did. Sorry, before we start, I did do a uh, Instagram. Um, I did an Instagram poll and a Christmas story. I'm trying to think if it was on there. No, actually, I don't think anybody said it. No, I, but I think I, it is a classic. But yeah. And, tar- I, and again, this is a lot of a lot of these movies that I do like lost just because of bad matchups like this. Yeah. Top left side. Realistically, to me, had two or three movies that could have been in the final four. And you know what? Somebody put on here home alone and home alone's not even oh it is on the list sorry right i was like it's not even on the list it is the next one yeah christmas vacation to me is a movie when i was younger i didn't like but as i grew up i just appreciated it more and just enjoyed the story you understand the the humor more too right yeah there's a lot of adult stuff in there that you wouldn't have understood as a kid right Mm -hmm. so next matchup is home alone and scrooged home alone for sure i don't even think i've seen scrooged isn't that bill murray isn't it like, um, you know, where he's where he goes uh, past, present, future? It's like that. It's like a story on the. What is that? Oh, where he's like angry. Eb- like Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that one. But then like he's Scrooge. Oh, and a modern. Yeah. Well, this actually does look pretty good. I might. Have, I might. I don't think I've seen this. All right. Well, it is Bill Murray. Yeah. I had to do a lot of Googling because I forget what like Christmas or holiday movies are called. Yeah. Like a lot, because a lot of them have just Christmas in the title. Yeah. And we usually just watch, like, we had a, a few that we just rewatch all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Home Alone is like. I mean, come on. It's so fun. Yeah. Especially, like, to me, I think now the underrated part of the movie that people don't talk about enough is. Uh, the party scene? Oh. No, like, uh, the robbers. Oh, yeah. Like, they're just so funny. And obviously, it's ridiculous. And they're slipping and sliding and everything is so crazy but it's one of those i think a lot of christmas movies you just kind of have to f- have fun with you just, can't look yeah. at it in like a critical mind of oh, like gosh, oh no. god plot hole here <laughs> it's a christmas movie <laughs> everybody just, calm down <laughs> yeah everyone relax grab some eggnog even though eggnog's gross but grab some popcorn yeah or hot chocolate a drink yeah and just and have just, fun and just enjoy it my favorite's the party scene when he's got all the people like all the fake people on like and little wires strings, yeah. and he's on strings and stuff i love that even yeah. i think mine is when he has the bb gun but he has the tv playing so right he, he sounds a lot animal. yeah it sounds a lot <laughs> scarier um next one the santa claus and Ernest saves christmas 100 percent santa claus like, we talked about Santa Claus because the other ones aren't as good, but yeah, we love that. I loved that movie. Santa Claus is so cute. Yeah, especially just the first one. Oh yeah, no, I only like the first one. Uh, next up, Elf and Christmas with the Cranks. Elf. As much as it's not my favorite movie, it is still 
It still better. deserves to get out of the first round. Yes. Okay. I agree with you. Um, next, Arthur Christmas and the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. So this isn't like Arthur the Aardvark. No. No, I know. But I still picked Arthur's Christmas. I want the Muppets. Did you? Yeah. Nice. Usually not a big Christmas Carol person. That's but what it is. Christmas Carol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Ebenezer Scrooge. Oof. Um Christmas Muppets to me, it, it's just, it's fun. And right. again, it embodies the Christmas spirit of just like, just have fun. Just have fun. Uh, next up, the matchup of <laughs> the two greatest Christmas movies ever. Batman Begins, or sorry, Returns. Batman Returns mm-hmm. and Die Hard. What? Like, of course they're Christmas movies. Yes. I love just because there's Christmas in it. Yes. I, like there's a Christmas party. Yeah. In the background. Yeah. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah. It is a basically a Christmas Western. Yeah. It's Die Hard. 100%. And I went with Die Hard. Die Hard. Of course. There's there's Christmas. There's Christmas. <laughs> uh, Next up, again, another tough matchup. This ha- was tough. I I took this as like the live action Jim Carrey, right? I don't. It doesn't matter. Either way, me. they're still yeah. Damn. I know. How the Grinch Stole Christmas and Polar Express. Gonna give everybody a spoiler alert. Polar Express is making it pretty far. Yeah, Polar Express is like if I'm making. You know how we said we were potentially gonna make our top ten. Like it would be in high consideration to make my top ten favorite movie of all time. Wow, Polar Express. I love this movie. It makes me so happy. When you first hear, hear that bell go and you hear the train pulling, like, I, I don't know. It's just that the music, everything about it is just, I think it's a beautiful story. I think it's so well done. I love the hot chocolate scene. I love everything. And what I love about this movie is the first time I saw it was with you in your grade, in your kindergarten class was going to this movies, to the movies in the day. <clears throat> and so when I dropped you off, they were like, oh, if you want to come, you can come. So I came with you on a whim. Like, I was just like, sure. And I was like bawling it like I was like this might be one of the greatest movies I've ever seen like it was just I was so in it and I just I don't know I, that's yeah yeah another one that is embodiment of the Christmas spirit with the bell the bell I can't, know can't hear it I can't hear it uh next up jingle all the way and bad Santa I took bad Santa I don't even know if I've seen jingle all the way is that Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah I, ha- I yeah. haven't seen that I so. hadn't seen it and I had seen bad Santa which it's crude and I it is. it is it is it's a funny. good um it's a good change of pace for a christmas movie yeah because billy bob thornton and he's doing a lot of inappropriate things yeah they did a second one which yeah no. don't need a Again, second one don't do it he's still he's still bad yeah he's still and, bad Batter. i think it's called batter santa is it i don't know something like oh, that God. uh so that's it for first round of the left side up to the top right last holiday versus this christmas i took this christmas because it has like regina king and um <laughs> idris Al- alba and yeah. yeah so i took this christmas and last holiday i had queen latifah yeah i've never seen that no this christmas the winner uh next up the holiday and four christmas christmases so like the holiday obviously wins for me because i love the holiday but four christmases isn't a bad like it's a fun movie too it probably like depending on what it was mad it might have made it past this round if it wasn't up against the holiday you know if it was up against something else but like christmas of the cranks or something like you know but mm-hmm. the holiday i went with four christmases no i'm gonna right. fight you now good christmas spirit i just like the Vince Vaughn, Bruce yeah. Witherspoon. Like, I just No, liked, it is good. I liked, well, I didn't like the message of like, yeah, I hate going all these Christmases. Yeah, and like, they lie all the time and like, to get out of it. Yeah, no. Sneaky. Sneaky. 
next up, Love Actually and Santa Claus 2. If you say Santa Claus 2, I am... Look at your face. You did, didn't you? Over Love Actually? Say it. Santa Claus 2. <gasps> you guys. One of my friends put Love Actually as her favorite holiday movie. She's going to be mad at you. Again, not just not... I know. Not I know. a I'm me type of movie. Same with The Holiday. Like, to me, that would be a good matchup for me is The Holiday and... Love Actually. Yeah. Just to knock one of them out. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably take The Holiday. Yeah. Yeah. You really didn't like Love Actually, eh? Yeah. I liked the... Um, I love all the little stories and then how in the end we see how they all... Everyone is all like connected and there's some funny stuff in there and I like Love Actually, but that's okay. To each his own, Jack. Uh, next up, The Family Battle. We have The Family Man versus The Family Stone. I remember when The Family Man came out though and Nick Cage and Taya Leone. Um, I have not seen this movie in a really long time. And I really loved the movie. I just thought it was a good, because he was like this workaholic and stuff. And then he kind of gets to see what his life would be, I think. Or he gets to go back into, I don't remember exactly what happens. But I remember really liking it at the time. But to me, The Family Stone is one of the best holiday movies ever made. And I love it. I also picked The Family Stone. You're so lucky. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I mean, you did make me watch it last year. I I liked it. I know. You didn't love it like I did. but No. I just love that family and I mean, it's Diane Keaton and Craig T. Nelson and Rachel McAdams, Sarah Jessica Parker, Dermot Mulroney, Luke Wilson. Like it's just a stacked cast and everyone has like there's little quirks and stuff and I don't know. Yeah. Claire Danes. It's a good one. I've already watched it this year. I know you did. I know. Okay. Uh, It's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas. It's a Wonderful Life. Especially the original. Yeah. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Kind of sounds like a song. They oh. kind of said that with some rhythm. All right. Yeah, I went with It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. Yeah. Uh, next up, Miracle on 34th Street and Frosty. I took Miracle on 34th Street because this was the very first Christmas movie I remember watching. Like, I remember watching it as a kid. Oh, wait. I think I'm, I'm, thinking, of, I'm thinking of Miracle on 34th Street, like the one they remade in the 90s. Oh, I'm not. No, 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 but I, oh, I would okay. think of the other one. But that when I said It's a Wonderful Life, I was thinking. Right. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Um, yeah, I'm like black and white old school. I'm not. I, I don't even know if I saw the new one. I wouldn't. That, like To me, there's just some movies that shouldn't be remade. And that would be one of them. Yes. And you picked? Frosty. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the. I like I, that our this side of the bracket is very different. It might be everything opposite besides this Christmas, this Christmas. and family, family stone. stone yep <coughs> yeah frosty to me i like i also do like the quicker stories the quicker christmas stories so you can kind of roll through a bunch of them yeah yeah like when you sit and you watch like frosty rudolph like you just watch like um just all of the like charlie brown like you just can watch like back yeah. to back little grinch like the little 20 minute one right yeah how I long like- in, how long until shrek the halls gets on i know these lists? oh my god i love shrek the halls that is it, it honestly might be my favorite christmas totally special to watch that one oh that should be on here we used to quote it remember how much we were able to quote the whole movie oh my goodness well especially like the opening sequence when he's singing <laughs> and it's like summer and yeah. he's so excited for christmas uh next up rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and charlie brown charlie brown i feel bad that rudolph rudolph deserves better than this but yeah charlie brown is just it's a classic man it's great thanksgiving great christmas yeah it's a, I don't know. Yeah, I love Charlie Brown. Great Christmas story. 
It is. And again, a part of that, you can just roll through a bunch yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Uh, final one on this side, Meet Me in St. Louis and Jack Frost. I picked Jack Frost. Meet Me in St. Louis, the only reason I know this movie is because it's actually referenced in The Family Stone. Like, she's watching it at one point. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, I know the movie, but I've never actually seen it. So I picked Jack Frost. And I've never seen it. Jack Frost, especially the live action one, because they don't specify a lot of them. But um, like when they play a landslide after the dad dies, and it's mm-hmm. like, wow, this is like heartbreaking. Yeah. There was another one. It was called One Crazy Day or something. And it was like something like, I don't, I can't remember, but it is a Christmas movie. And like the dad gets shot or the mom gets shot. Like, it's like, really? I'm like, wow. Can we not just, it can be a little PG and sweet, can it? Just at Christmas time? Nope. No. Dead. Especially if it's not a Disney movie. <laughs> Uh, we'd go on to the second round where we have Christmas Vacation versus Home Alone. Again, two movies mm-hmm. that realistically, if, if the bracket breaks a different way, could both end up in the final four. No. Two Christmas classics, but I went with Christmas Vacation. Me too. Me too. Vacation. Uh, I have Santa Claus and Elf. I also, that's also oh, right, what right. I have. And this is where Elf makes it out of the first round, but that's it. That's it. Santa uh-huh. Claus, especially the first one, classic. I went with Elf, obviously, because I love it. Makes me laugh. I should actually watch it this weekend. Um, so then you have Arthur Christmas. And Die Hard. Yeah. And I have Muppet and Die Hard. Again, one of the greatest Christmas movies ever. <laughs> die die hard. hard. I love this bit. I know. Me too. Yeah, no, I went with Die Hard. Uh Polar Express, Bad Santa could not have two different <laughs> Christmas movies. You have like sweetness and like gritty whatever. The like, most like heartwarming movie ever. ever made. And then Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> yeah. As a drunk. Yeah. Polar Express. Polar Express. Um, So I have this first four in terms of the Battle of Christmas. And then you have this Christmas first at the holiday. Yeah. So I picked the holiday. Oh, this Christmas. As yeah. much as I love four Christmases, this Christmas, I just, yeah, I like more. I know. Yeah, for sure. Um, This is where you have Love Actually, Family Stone, and I have Santa Claus 2 and Family Stone. <laughs> uh, Family Stone. Yeah, Family so, Stone. Yeah, Love Actually. Did not make it, but I love the Family Stone. So Again, Santa Claus 2 only made it through because I remember, I just enjoyed it more than yeah. even Love Actually. Okay. Um. It's a Wonderful Life, and you have Miracle on 34th Street, and I have Frosty. Um, I did struggle a little bit with this one, but I'm going to say I did pick Miracle on 34th Street, and I think it's just because of the nostalgia of growing up. Like, that was what we watched. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm in the, that, I went the same way with that, but I picked Frosty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Brown, Jack Frost. Charlie Brown. Yeah. You can't, you can't go, like, so fast. They must be on soon. It must be. They yeah. usually have them on TV. Oh my gosh, yeah. We'll have to tape them. Uh, okay, into the Elite Eight, Christmas Vacation, and then we Elf. have, I have Santa Claus and you have Elf. Elf yeah. That's a tough, that's I a tough know. one. I know. That's what I mean. Like, if I were to pick these movies, like, if you just handed me this list, Vacation and Elf would definitely make it in the top four, but they're up against each other, so I have to pick, and I really, really thought about it, but it has to be Vacation. It's just... There's just nothing funnier to me. Every scene is funny. There's just something funny in it. Yeah. Yeah, like there's not just, much missing. No, and you have, like, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is, like, the snotty neighbor, and you have, like, the, um, Ka- Eddie. 
cousin Eddie. Yeah. Shitter's full. Yeah. Like you just, I don't know. Like even the opening scene is just them going to look for that perfect Christmas tree. Does that roll them? No, no, no. I was going to say roll them up. Is the oh, other one. yeah. Yeah. It's when they uh, go like under the transport. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so silly, right? But it's it is, the best. Man. It, it works for for the vacation movie, yeah. the franchise. Yeah. Uh, Die Hard versus Polar Express. <laughs> Polar Express. This is an unfor- Die, Die Hard has got to go. <laughs> it's an unfortunate end to the greatest <laughs> Christmas movie ever, but I also picked Polar Express. Yeah, you can't go up against that. Uh, top right, um, what's yours? Holiday versus The Family Stone. Wow. And this is where Lisa had to come in because I was like, I don't know. And she's like, that is really hard. But she was like, my gut says Family Stone. And I think I was the same. I love the holiday. It's fun and whatever. But I think I get more from the Family Stone. Like, I just think I I get. It's funny and drama where the other one is just like a romantic comedy. So I went with the Family Stone. But I just want on the record that this was not an easy decision. Okay. Thank you. Um. I also picked The Family Stone. Wow. Again, I said there's a movie that made it far, but it was just because of the bracket that it was in. Pure luck, eh? Again. Luck of the bracket. The Family Stone, I don't. it's probably a top 10 Christmas movie for me, but okay. I think of it like, do I like it better than Home Alone? No. No. Santa right. Claus? No. Elf, yes. Die Hard? No. <laughs> Jack's such a hater of Elf. Charlie Brown? No. Frosty? No. Right. Like, it just because it ended up on a side with other Christmas movies I don't like as much. Right. That's fair. But That's hey, fine. Family Stone gets in to both final fours. Wow. Family Stone in your top four. That's crazy. But yeah, I agree with you. It is it is where it lies in the bracket. This was my hardest matchup. Really? Frosty and Charlie Brown. Aw. Because it's a part of the sequence of movies that we just always watch. Thumpity, thump, 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 thump. Yeah. And I, I went I did go with Frosty. Did you? Yeah. It was hard. It it took me a sol- it took me the longest. Usually I'm about like 30 to 45 seconds. I could be like, you know what? No, I just like this better. Okay. Frosty, Charlie Brown, I genuinely had to go like back and forth of like, okay, which one, which one makes me happier? And Frosty makes me happier. Yeah. Okay. I went with Charlie Brown. I had Charlie Brown against Miracle on 34th Street and I picked Charlie Brown. So our final four has three of the same movies. Yeah. I have Vacation Polar Express mm-hmm. and then Family Stone versus Charlie Brown. Again, and the only thing that stopped it from being the same is I picked Frosty over Charlie Brown. Yeah. So or how different we went, we yeah. still had the same movies exactly. at the end. Exactly. Yeah. I think Christmas Vacation and Polar Express are the two greatest Christmas movies. Like, it made me... I wanted them to be my final two. Yeah. And then not pick. That's what I wanted. Because this is the way I thought of it in my head. Whichever movie I pick out of those two is is going to win because those are the two best to me. Those are one and two or just tied for first, right? Yeah. So it didn't matter. Like, so I felt like I was at that point, even in my final four, I was actually picking my winner. Yeah, it was it was the semifinal that was really the final. Yeah. yeah. I picked Frosty over Family Stone. Okay. Just knowing that whoever, yeah. whichever made it from the other side is, is better than anything on the right side. Yeah, that's the thing, right? So this was my breakdown, though. I think Polar Express is one of the best. Like, I think it's one of the best movies. Like I said, I would put it probably in my top 10 of best movies I've ever seen. But if I'm thinking of best holiday movie, 
Christmas vacation really makes me laugh and I want to laugh and whatever. But then Polar Express makes me feel happy and like warm and fuzzy. It's like a warm hug. Mm-hmm. It's like a comfort. What'd you pick, Jack? Oh, I, I thought you were saying all that to say what your answer was. No, no. I was just setting it up for you. Ah, well, I picked Polar Express. Yeah, me too. But it was hard. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't easy. But I just like I had like I picked vacation, and then I was like, "How can I do that?" Like Polar Express is one of my favorite movies. So then I was like, "Hey, Polar Express." I don't know. Yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah, especially I just think uh, I brought broke it down to if I was just offered both movies right now, what would I rather watch? And I feel like, especially the Polar Express gets you into the Christmas spirit. Yeah. To me, Christmas Vacation. I feel like we usually watch around like 23rd, 24th yeah. range. But if somebody asked me right now, what do I want to watch on a, on a normal day, I probably would pick Christmas vacation because it's easier. And Polar Express does something to my body. I'm not sure. Like, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. So like, I feel like on a day to day basis, I would pick Christmas vacation cause it's funny and it's easy and mm-hmm. light. But I still think Polar Express is the best holiday movie ever made. Up against the Family Stone, though. Who would have thought? Right? Like, I love the Family Stone. But, like, I wanted, like I said, I wanted the final to be Vacation and Polar Express. I would have felt good with that. If that was my final two, I would have been like, yep, good. Because then I could have flip-flop. I like to flip-flop. <laughs> that's it. All right. Let's get into our movies for next week. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to say dad put one of one of them back in so we might pick something we've already watched. Ah, dad. Go out crazy. Because he was just sitting there and he's like, yeah, I'm putting this back. 89. Number 89, Blade Runner. Oh, good. Little Ridley Scott. Okay. Never seen it. That's good. A little. Oh, is that the one with Wesley Snipes? No. No. That's Blade. <gasps> Look at me. Blade Runner is uh, Harrison Ford. Oh, okay. Is that as time travel? No? Uh, honestly, kind I don't of? really know. Okay, great. I just know Denae Villeneuve is it, did the... Is the 10 like things in there mixed up? Are you good? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, and we get back-to-back movies, 89 and 90, Into the Wild. <gasps> I love that movie. It's so sad. Oh. It's good that you like it. No, it's just like, it's so beautifully done. Like, it's so beautiful, and the music is phenomenal, but it's just, like, got a little bit of a... It's got a pretty sad tone to it. Yeah. But it is a really good movie. You'll enjoy it on YouTube. (laughs) 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 Well, now I have more time. Maybe I'll watch each movie twice. Oh, crazy. All right. Well, Casey, got anything else? I got nothing else, Jack. All right. Then besides that, we'll see you next time. Bye.